This is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Here's Barrett, some shake is big, hits it free. Back to lines in the crowd with Barrett. Five on the 24. Barrett previously had the air ball. The drive, the land, that's a ball. Gets it back, keeps it out Barrett. Barrett for three. R.J. Barrett from downtown. He quick trigger three. Gets another triple. Looking for more. to the bottom. Does anybody else does anybody else get reminences of the New York Knicks when they watch the Jets? Maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but I don't know, man. Holy shit, they suck. They're 0 and 9. They are 0 and 9. An NFL team is 0 and fucking 9. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Giants fan. I am happy as hell they lost. Giants are now 1-0 in their last one games while the Jets are 0-1, 0-9. But, <laughs> but wow, fucking hell. That's pretty funny. They led by 10 in the fourth quarter. Um, I think they started, the, yeah, they were in the lead for the entire game. And that fourth quarter comes, they're up by even 10. And here come the Pats. <laughs> a little bloop and a blast, as they call in baseball. And just like that, you know, get a touchdown, kick the field goal to win it, 50-plus yards. And it was the perfect ending for me, too, because my parlay was spot on. I, I put some down. Um, I put a couple a couple different bets. One carried over from yesterday. I parlayed the Chiefs to win, the um, Steelers to win, and the Jets and then the Patriots to win. So I got that one, but... The uh the the second parlay I had here, it was tonight all on tonight. It was under seven total touchdowns. Got that. Uh, Thirty three plus total points. Got that. Um, at least one sack. We got that in the fourth quarter. That was like one of the final things to happen. Thankfully, I got that. Um, I needed as well as um. One touchdown from each team. Obviously, got that. And then Cam Newton needed to pass for at least one hundred fifty. He got like almost 300 tonight so that was a big one for me big five leg parlay (laughs) and it ended perfectly because if they were to score a touchdown there that would have had that would have made it seven touchdowns um but they got the field goal perfect ending for me and the jets man i mean i guess they're already thinking about the draft right they already mailed it in but adam gase is probably gonna get fired soon right You, you can't imagine him coming back next season um 0-9. I can't imagine that. It is like the Knicks, man. You know, every year they suck, and they get new coaches, and they still suck. (laughs) Holy shit. All right. Hope everybody's doing well tonight. Um, As I speak, it is, well, it's Monday, um, November 9th, 1130 past morning. (laughs) 
Isn't that what PM stands for? Past morning? Post morning? 11.30 PM on a Monday night. And um, I'm not sure when I'm going to release this episode. I might publish it later than I usually do. Because, um, I don't know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the draft's coming up. The draft for the NBA, that is. Um, that is next Wednesday on November 18th. So, not this following Wednesday, upcoming Wednesday, but the following one on the 18th next week. That is the NBA draft. And, you know, there's a lot of opinion, obviously, uh, who's going to get who. <laughs> but... You know, we're going to we're going to dive into, you know, a bunch of the um I guess situations for the Knicks here and who they could get, who they should get, who they should not get, what they should and shouldn't do. So, that's what we're going to talk about briefly tonight. Um so we're going to take a quick break and then as soon as we get back from our break, we will get right into the swing of things. All right. So, really quick, I just want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to my podcast on the many different platforms that I'm on, you can do so right now. And all you got to do to do that is go to my website. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, in order to subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast or watch it on the many platforms we have, go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. I don't know if I said this already. I might have, I may have said it in episode 175. Uh, this is 176. But, shit, is it too early to be uh, getting ready for the holiday season, man? <laughs> I'm getting hyped for that, man. I think it's a better time. It's It's... 2020, we've had a lot of shit going on, especially lately with this whole Biden-Trump thing, um, and obviously COVID, and all these people passing away, um, you know, these icons, and and a lot of shit's been going on, so I think it'd be best for the world, for America, to get into the Christmas spirit earlier, you know, so it's November, like I said, it's November 9th, you know, it's not that far away, usually Christmas time um, you know, there's no official date, but starts, you know, after Thanksgiving, you know, when it's kind of, you know, the December 1st, maybe for some, but Hey, get into that Christmas spirit, folks. Go for it. I'm not against it. Shit. All right. Speaking of, um, you know, things that have not been good, uh, the New York Knicks. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting because, there again, we we've talked about this, but there is no legitimate guy that's gonna stand out at you in this draft, right? There's not anybody this year that gives you any kind of remnants to last year's draft, where Zion jumped out at you, John Morant, you know, pretty much gonna guaranteed as long as he stays healthy to become an All Star player, um, and R.J. Barrett maybe gonna become a solid All Star um, as well. So this year's draft, though, there's there's no, you know, solidified option, right? Um, you know, the, the, the number one name, the most popular name, um, LaMelo Ball, right? But that doesn't always mean he's going to end up being the best player in the class, especially in this class. It's very boomer bust, very up in air. There aren't many prospects that are guaranteed to... Um, 
be very good even not even i'm not even talking about great there aren't even many who are guaranteed to be you know very good nba players so it's a crapshoot after you know your first three or four picks and you know for the knicks they have number eight it's not a great spot in the lottery but if there is a year where you don't want oh no if there is a year where you can accept being number eight i guess it's the year like 2020 um so we've heard a lot of things, right? We've heard, will they trade up? Um, we've heard, are they going to stay put? Um, some people are even talking about them trading down, you know, and, and kind of getting some things in return. Um, so, yeah, these are all options. Um, the whole trade up thing is, you know, obviously something people have talked about um, more often than not. Uh, I think, you know, th- there are maybe what? Let's see. The Knicks have number eight. You know, guys like LaMelo obviously is not going to fall to eight. Um, I think James Wiseman can be put on that list, right? He'll be picked between one and three, I would like to believe. Um, Anthony Edwards, put him in that, put him on that list. Um, Obi Toppin likely won't fall to eight. Um, and then maybe that kid, uh, Onyeka Onkongu, hopefully I said it correctly, probably not going to fall to eight either. So there are a select few players that... You know, you can pretty much guarantee right now won't be picked, won't be uh, won't be uh, dropping to the next spot. Um, but yeah, if they do trade up, it's you know, it's not something I think that will happen. But if it if it does, if the Knicks decide, you know, if Liam Rose and the front office discusses this and and decides to trade up, it's probably going to be for Lamelo Ball. Um, whether that be with the Warriors or the Timberwolves, um, can't imagine he falls to the Hornets at three. But if that happens, you know, I'm not for it. I really don't think they will. But if it does, that's probably you know Mitchell Robinson, the number eight, obviously, and then maybe the 2021 Dallas pick, right? Something like that. That's probably what the package would look like. I don't think that's worth it. Again, not in a draft class where it's it's a crapshoot. Um, but that's probably what it's going to take. You're getting LaMelo Ball. You're going to have to get rid of a, a decent amount of uh, assets and a, a big future piece in Mitchell Robinson or maybe a Barrett. <clears throat> uh, LaMelo averaged 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. With his Australian team this past season, um, you know I think the the three biggest things that stand out with his on court game, um, his strengths at least are his playmaking ability. Right, he's a very good playmaker. Um, that Magic Johnson style where he's tall, taller for his position. He's a fucking wing playing point guard. Um, he can playmake. He can ball handle. He's got very good ball handling. And I would say, you know, with his length, he's got pretty good versatility. Um, also able to play without the basketball in his hand, so he can play the one, the two, and you know, again, has the length to defend some, you know, threes, some wings here and there too. So, yeah, his future with with in the NBA again, it's it could be very, very good. Or it could be kind of like Lonzo Ball, where he went from being a you know megastar in uh, college to you know an okay above average player right now in the NBA. 
Um, you know, you never know. All that hype, you know, it doesn't always translate. Um, so James Wiseman was kind of an option. Um, you know, it was rumored that the Knicks were thinking about trading up for him. Um, it was like a month ago where I heard this, but that was when Mitchell Robinson didn't report to camp and they were kind of thinking about his future. I don't think that rumor had any weight, just spit. Um, but Wiseman is a good player. Didn't play much for Memphis. I think fucking like three games, three games only because he had the injury. Um, but put up 2011, uh, 20 and 11 in those three games. But again, you know, it, it was hard to really get a true testament of him being that he was hurt this year. But, you know, somebody who's athletic, I think Wiseman has, has um, a lot of size, a lot of power and some shooting potential. Um, but again, I don't think the Knicks are going to trade up for him, being that it makes no sense um, unless Robinson is the guy you're trading. But again, there's nothing wrong with Robinson. So why would you swap him for a question mark? When Robinson looks like he's improving every year. Anthony Edwards averaged 19-5-3 this past year at Georgia. Um, combo guard. It's got size, got some athleticism, and uh, good shot-creating tool set. Uh, don't think he's going to be landing with the Knicks either. I don't think they're trading up for him. Um, Obi Toppin. I would love for Obi to fall to eight. If he fell to eight, that's a guy I would not mind taking at all. Um, average 28 and two with Dayton. 20 points, eight rebounds, two assists. And, you know, he's an ex- explosive athlete. Um, shooting potential. So he'll be able to stretch the floor at the four spot. And a pretty good playmaker for a big, too. And, you know, we all know Tom Thibodeau loves using his bigs at the top of the key playmaking. You know, he's done it before with Gibson, with Noah, with, um, what's the other fucking big he had? Try to think of his name. Ah, I forget. But he's done it with a lot of the bigs he's had. He's played them at the top of the key and, and, you know, had them move the ball around. And I think Obi could be, you know, what they call a Thibs guy quote-unquote, but I don't think he's fallen to eight, and I don't think the Knicks, if they were to trade up, um, will do it for Obi. <clears throat> um, yeah, so if they do stay put, and I think that's what's going to happen, so let's kind of stay on topic here and get realistic. Um, if the Knicks do stay put, there are a number of guys that they could take at with the eight spot, and I'm going to go over a bunch of these guys. I may not name all of them because there are so many prospects to go over, but I'm going to go over a decent amount, and we'll talk about a few, and then obviously I'll tell you my my two favorite. Um, But I'm pretty sure if you've listened to the podcast before um, or watched it, or if you're you're a a regular here on BD4, you probably know who I like and who I prefer. Uh, But, you know, stick around regardless. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get right into things. Be right back. I'm on a few different social media platforms today. If you want to follow my Instagram account, follow at Rob J. Carbone. If you want to follow my Facebook or Twitter account, follow at NY Sports Talk RC. Just saw in the headlines on ESPN here, former GM, Jeff Lonehow, Lonehow or Lunehow, I don't know. But the fucking, you know, that guy, the GM for the Astros, he's suing the team. So that's interesting. 
<laughs> I don't know what the fuck that's all about. Um, well, I mean, probably the sign stealing shit, but that's funny. Um, speaking of, Alex Cora is now back with Boston. <laughs> um, you know, they snuck that in there with all this election chaos. You know, figured no one would notice, but. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, that's going to be interesting seeing him back. Um, saw a rumor today saying DJ LeMayu, um, or Boston was interested in DJ LeMayu. <laughs> Fuck no. I can't imagine that happening. I don't think DJ would even think about doing something like that. Um, but I think that's going to, you know, with the Yankees and DJ, the whole thing is, you know, he's still on this, uh, he's still got to figure out what he's going to do with their, uh, qualifying offer. He's got until Wednesday to figure it out. Um, I think he's going to decline it as, you know, most would expect when you get a uh, qualifier. And, you know, eventually I think the two sides are going to come to terms with a deal for three years. I would say maybe he gets an AAV of 25 mil, um, maybe maybe more or less, you know, all depending on what the two sides do. But, um, all right. So if the Knicks decide to stay put and if they don't want to trade up, trade back, um, yada, yada, there are a bunch of guys they can select, right? They, you know, there are so many prospects. Again, once you get past the fourth pick, right, maybe the fifth, it's very much a crapshoot. You know, anybody could be good. It doesn't matter. Anybody could be bad. It doesn't matter where you pick them. So there are so many guys on this list, Um Aaron Naismith, we've talked about him. We've covered him a lot on the podcast before. Um, Naismith is a guy who can shoot the ball. He's versatile, and he's got a very high IQ on both ends of the floor. Takes good shots on the offensive end and has a good balance on the defensive end. Um, He averaged 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist um, this past season with Vanderbilt. So a very good, successful college resume. Um, People are expecting him to become a good shooter in the NBA as well. Um, Tyrese Maxey, the Knicks have been linked with him, obviously with Kenny Payne having some connection with Maxey. Um, That's an option for the Knicks at number eight. Though lately, I think I heard that the Knicks were shying away from selecting him at number eight. So that's a plus because I don't want him. Um, He's a good finisher. He's played some, you know, he plays defense and there's some scoring potential with him, but he doesn't really jump out at you. Um, from Kentucky, he averaged 14-4-3 this past season. Um, Patrick Williams, another guy who I like, but I don't love at 8, right? Wouldn't mind taking him with the 27th pick, but for a guy who averaged 9-4-1, a lot of what people like about him is based off of potential, based off of his size and his um, athleticism, his versatility, and his shooting potential. Um, so I don't love Patrick Ewing. Uh, Ewing. <laughs> Fuck. I don't love Patrick Williams. Love Patrick Ewing. Don't love Williams, but, you know, there as an option. Isaac Okoro. Um, talked about him before. I actually was really down on him originally, but I don't hate the idea initially, but I don't hate the idea. Um, plays defense. Can't shoot. That's That's why I don't want him. As, that's why he's not on my, you know, preferred top three, top five list. But he is a very good slasher, can play off the ball, tremendous athlete, um, and plays defense. So there's room to believe he could become a more complete player in the NBA. Um, average thirteen four and two at Auburn. 
this past season. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, obviously that's been a big name uh, floating around with the Knicks. You know, nothing spectacular in terms of his NBA ceiling. I think he'll be a guy who makes an impact right away. Um, and he could be a guy, you know, that ends up being the glue guy for an NBA team like the Knicks maybe. But fucking, you know, I wouldn't expect Halliburton uh, to pan out as a lottery pick in the NBA. He's a guy who's just going to be a good, solid NBA player, I think. But nothing, you know, that will be close to an all-star caliber guy. Uh, But he did average 15, 6, and 7 at Iowa State this past year. And again, his three uh, biggest strengths, I would say, shooting, playmaking, and athleticism. Um, Also very lanky. He's got long arms, so that helps him on the defensive end. Uh, Denny Avdia, hopefully I said that correctly. It's been a while since we've covered him. Um, you know, averaged four points, three rebounds, one assist uh, with Israel, but that wasn't just 14 minutes a night. Um, again, another guy who people um, think of his, his tool set when they think of his NBA potential. Uh, very crafty. He's got some scoring potential, and he's a good playmaker, kind of a Doncic type of uh, style that he plays, being a forward that can play the point guard position. RJ Hampton, not long ago, we discussed him. Um, averaged 9, 4, and 2 with Australia this past season. He's an athletic wing who can shoot. Um, well, no, he has a shooting. People like to think he has some potential as a shooter. Uh, I don't love the shooting form, especially the bottom half, but there are some indicators that people like to think he could become a decent shooter in the NBA. Um, he's a guy who plays with a lot of fucking hustle, plays with some energy, and so maybe... I don't, I don't love him, you know, but I've heard some Levine comparisons. I've heard if he gets his tool set to, to polish the rest of his game, he could be a young Westbrook. <laughs> I think people are just um, hyping him up a little too much there. Um, uh, as we get down to this list here, winding down, uh, Cole Anthony. You know, he was originally supposed to be a guy who was going to get picked in the top seven, top eight. But now it seems like he's going to fall back. He's probably not going to be picked you know, earlier, you know, number eight could probably be the earliest he gets picked. You know, if he's picked early, it's going to be the Knicks. Um, average 19, six and four at UNC, a, a, you know, a shot creating tool set, um, got some athleticism and he's a pretty good rebounder, six per game for a guard. So that's an option. We've talked about him obviously recently too. Um, and here is Devin Vassell. Um, Guard from FSU, 13-5-2 this past season. Shooting, defense, plays with a high motor. He's another guy like Hallie Burton who I think will make an impact right away and I think will have a good NBA career, just not as a, you know, a star or anything close to that. Um, now, we're going to take one more break and we will get to my two top guys of this draft. The two guys I really want the Knicks to take a hard look at and would not mind getting either one of these guys. Be right back. All right, fellas. So really quick, I just want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to my podcast on the many different platforms that I'm on, you can do so right now. And all you got to do to do that is go to my website. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, in order to subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast or watch it on the many platforms we have, go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. 
So if you've listened to the podcast again before and, and you regularly tune into BD4, you probably know who I'm about to talk about. <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say 1A and 1B. We'll start with 1B, um, who actually dropped from 1A to 1B recently when I started looking more into 1A. Um, but 1B, who I really like and would not mind at all, Killian Hayes. Uh, point guard who I've been high on for a while, um, really since the whole quarantine thing started um, back in March, I right away, as soon as the NBA season was postponed, I went right into the draft prospects and started looking up guys who the Knicks could draft. And Killian Hayes is one of the first guys who stood out to me. Guard from, uh, I think he's Fran- uh, he's French, but he's fucking... Uh, He's from France, and he played in Germany, I'm pretty sure. Played in Germany this past season, averaging 13, 2, and 6 assists. Um, Killian's got a shot-creating tool set. He's excellent in pick-and-roll. Be great with the Knicks there. Uh, Shooting potential, scoring potential, and he's got excellent vision, so he could be a good passer. Um, Would not mind Killian Hayes, young kid. Probably going to be a project, so probably won't be great right away, which, you know... Normally, I would not want another project, but in a draft like this, whatever, you take it because there's not going to be many guys. There aren't many outside of Vassell and Halliburton um, who aren't going to be projects. Um, And those two guys probably aren't going to be the greatest, just solid. So Hayes is somebody who I think has potential to be a a fringe all-star contender um, if he, you know, pans out 100%. Um, so Killian Hayes is 1B for me. Now, 1A is who we've... I'm really fucking high on on this kid. Um, guard from Alabama. Point guard from Alabama. Averaged 19 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. Has the speed of, of a fucking De'Aaron Fox. Has an excellent shot-creating tool set with his handles. And plays fucking good defense on the ball, at least. Um, that is Kyra Lewis Jr. Lewis Jr. from Alabama. This is the guy I really want the Knicks to get. And they could have some options here where he's somebody who not many mock drafts have at 8, have at 9, have at 10. A lot of people have him 15 to 18 in the in the late teens. So if the Knicks wanted to, they could trade up to 15, who I think is Boston. They could trade, I'm sorry, trade back rather, with Boston. I think they have 15. They could trade back to the 15th, right? Get some things in return and still have the option to draft someone like Lewis Jr. That would be a fucking gem of a move. That would be Leon Rose's welcome to New York right there. That would be awesome. I don't know if that can happen, but judging by the mock drafts and the way people are sleeping on this guy, I'm telling you, man, it could be something that, that... could really benefit if the Knicks decide to trade back and they're fortunate enough to where Lewis is still there. They're in a good spot. They're in a good spot. So that's where this whole, you know, flexibility thing with all this draft capital they have comes in handy, right? You have three picks, three picks this upcoming draft. They have options and Lewis is a guy I really like. People are fucking sleeping on this kid. I understand he's undersized. I get it. He weighs about a buck 70 soaking wet. But 
He's got tremendous speed like the Aaron Fox. He's got a shot. You know, I think he could be a league average shooter from beyond the arc. You know, hit 35% in the NBA, hit about one or two three three pointers in a night. That's fine. Tops. That's fine. He's excellent at getting to the rack. He's fucking excellent with the ball in his hands. Pick and roll potential. And he could play defense. I know the size is going to limit him. He's not going to be able to play the more traditional two guards. But if he puts on some, he can have a chance to succeed in the NBA. You know, there's been some guys, not going to compare him to Allen Iverson, but AI succeeded. You know, De'Aaron Fox, who he's been compared to with a lot, he's succeeding. He's tiny. Dennis Schroeder. That's probably a, a comparison a lot of people like. I think he could have a career like him. Dennis Schroeder. Is it Schroeder or Schroeder? Schroeder, I think. But that's the guy right there who's having a really... He's, he's found success in the NBA. As soon as he left the uh, Hawks and became the number one option, I think, with OKC, he had success or wherever he is now. Um... You know, so I think Kyra Lewis in the NBA, you know, if he pans out, man, 18 and 6, you know, I, I think that's possible because that's what Schroeder's doing right now. Don't sleep on this guy. Don't sleep on him. There's there's a chance the Knicks could trade back to 15 and still have a chance to take this kid. So maybe they do. So that's my 1A. Lewis Jr., 1A. Killian Hayes, 1B. Um... You know, the rest are uh, whatever. I really don't, you know, have a preference for three, four, five, six, etc. Um, but at number eight, I really hope the Knicks, I really fucking pray and hope, I shouldn't say that, but I really hope the Knicks take Lewis or Hayes. Hayes, you probably, you, you likely won't be able to do that and trade back for him because there's a chance that Hayes doesn't even get to eight. There's a chance Hayes is picked between one and seven. There's a very good shot. He doesn't even fall to eight. Um, but Lewis, I think you have a shot. I think you have a shot to do so. So that's it, guys. That's that's all we got. That's our little pre-draft um, discussion, you know, heading into Wednesday next week. Um, and I think that this is the final Knicks episode um, until after the draft. Obviously, we will put out another episode once the draft is over, discuss everything that's, you know, that uh, that happened, and my I'll give you my thoughts on it. But I think Lewis Jr. is the guy. I think that's the guy they have to look at, and you know, with the flexibility they have, that wouldn't be a bad idea to do what I said. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to go to break one more time, one more break, and when we get back, we will finish up with the NYY NYK question of the day. Be right back. I'm on a few different social media platforms today. If you want to follow my Instagram account, follow at Rob J. Carbone. If you want to follow my Facebook or Twitter account, follow at NY Sports Talk RC. Alright, so last time out, I asked you guys, in episode 175, I asked you guys, why is this screen still frozen? Oh, no, it's not. What the hell? Well, there's like a little white spot. There's supposed to be the logo for the podcast. 
or it's supposed to display where to reach all the different form, all, all the different platforms for the podcast. If you're fucking watching it, that's not even there. The screen to show all the different platforms is not even fucking there because this fucking um, software that I use is so glitchy. But whatever, we'll, we'll ignore that. Episode 175, I asked you guys for the NYYMYK question of the day. Um, it was a Yankees episode, so I asked you guys, Babe Ruth joined the Yankees in what year? What year did Babe Ruth join the Yankees? And the answer to that question was 1920. That was his first season with New York. Um, uh, tonight's NYY, NYK question of the day in episode 176, the Knicks had, this is it true or false? It may be our first true or false episode. Uh, I'm sorry, question. Uh, fucking, the Knicks had a chance to draft Steph Curry in the 2009 draft. True or false? So answer that. The Knicks had a chance to draft Steph Curry, Stephen Curry, in the 2009 NBA draft. Is that true? Or is that false? Fucking, um, boy, that would have been a, a fun time if we ended up getting him. <laughs> Oh, Nick's. All right. So that's our question for tonight, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to BD4. Again, you can reach us on plenty platforms. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube um, if you're doing so. Thank you. Or you can listen to us um, on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, um, Anchor. Um, we are sponsored by Anchor and many different platforms as well. Once again, we are on YouTube ad free. Um, and then many other platforms you can listen to the podcast, SoundCloud, so much. So just go to my website for all that. Go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com and you will find all that information once you go to the site. Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to BD4 where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I am Rob Carbone, your host, Rob Carbone, and I will see you next time. All right, ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.